The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Release dates for a bunch of stuff. We got a yeah. ton of surprises. Uh, almost everything that we predicted in the pre-show yeah, no, uh, was here. We so, did well. Yeah. Sorry, Avatar. Sorry, Avatar. Sorry, to Avatar. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a little bit disappointed. But no, no. <laughs> like we we come out, we're like, oh, there's a panel of experts. We're at IGN. We know what we're talking about. We just read the internet a lot. Like we sometimes know secret stuff, but we can't talk about I it. I don't go on there. We didn't know. We we were. We this, was, no this was this was yeah. like you know safe guesses. In some cases, we're like Resident Evil Four, please. Yeah. And then, I, I tweeted it out. I it. wish if Resident Evil 4 Remake is a good place to start because I, I tweeted out, I wish everyone could have heard the scream from Ryan. <laughs> I, the pure excitement and joy. Yeah. I feel I feel like like a, just the, one of the luckiest people in the world because like over the last few years, like two of my favorite games of all time were Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which got a gorgeous remake, yeah. and Resident Evil 4, which is also getting a gorgeous remake. Uh, I freaked out. That that game looks stunning. It surpassed even my wildest dreams of what I could expect from it. Um, there, the scene where Leon is entering the village for the first time, the second I heard the Spanish guitars oh, yeah. <laughs> and saw the letter yeah. R, I'm like, we are in. This is it. Because that's how that game starts out. Well, no, at first we were like, Red the, Dead, yeah. Last of Us, the other guitar game. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, like, is it called Fractions now? Is that the Last it, of Us movie? It is so gorgeous and moody and atmospheric. The game always was. It seems like there's like new perspectives, new content here potentially. Obviously, like we've seen these games before kind of slimmed down from their original versions. Resident Evil 4 itself is a massive game. It is yeah. one of the biggest, longest third-person uh, story-driven games ever made. It comes from an era of video games where they they were allowed to do that. I guess yeah. at the time they were just like, we're going to keep scoping this game, keep adding stuff. So, I mean, it's a, it's a huge game. I don't know if we'll get all of it in the remake. I don't want to get to that part yet where I'm popping, you know, the balloons in my brain and, and, and losing hope. But for now, I am so excited for this. This is so beautiful, so gorgeous, and we get a release date. Yeah, I was going to say, you can, you'll know when you can pop those balloons because we know it's coming March 24th, 2023. That's right. Uh, and we'll also include BS VR2 support and we could talk about that in a little bit but yeah uh, i mean just to go over it was a lengthy trailer like mm-hmm. this was a big expansive look at this remake and I, I think to your point of like will it be the full game will it have new perspectives we we have certainly seen capcom take some liberties in the remakes and not do necessarily beat for beat but also stuff that is very beat for beat so i imagine it'll be a mix of both yeah and like i Res- resident Evil 4 if you haven't played it, is one of the most like sort of visually diverse games ever made you're in swamps you're in forests you're in castles the last third of the game is basically like in a battlefield. There's just so much going on. It's so moody and spooky. It does jump scare as well. It does, I mean, it's, it, it, to me, it reinvented the genre, survival horror in general. I'm so happy right now. This is, 
I whatever you guys do the rest of the show. This is this is that's all I needed. That was so good. That's what we said. If if the state of play had been just that, that would have been good. Yeah, enough. that would have yeah. been a great state of play. Summer of Gaming is off to a good start for me. That's yeah. that's. I mean that that was at the top of the list for me. I'm so happy right now. That was the opening announcement. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty awesome. Max, how did you feel about that? Very happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very late adopter of RE4 because I hang out with him all the time. Yeah. He played already. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> it's such a good game. It's yeah. so much fun. Mm-hmm. And even playing the original like really holds up incredibly well. Uh, and it's it's interesting to look at this because like RE, the remakes of 2 and 3, really stunning, gorgeous, brilliant games. Um, obviously, they had to take some liberties, you know, cut some stuff down. But they're also just like, they're they're breathtaking to look at. And I remember playing those and being like, how are they going to do this with 4? And the answer is a generational leap. Mm-hmm. Like, this is very clearly going to be a next-gen game. And it makes sense because there's a generational leap between 2 and 3 and 4. Yeah. Like, it's, I think that the, you know, PS5's, like, loading capabilities and just how it's able to kind of, uh, you know, spin up new worlds without having to you know, throw you on a loading screen is going to be really huge for this. And, I mean, this is definitely visually stunning. Uh, I think it is very important to get in front of this right now. It would be, I will be shocked and aghast if this is the entirety of RE4 remade from the ground up. Like, I think there are going to be some some concessions and some some things that are, you know, tweaked and altered to sort of maybe not streamline it, but, you know, make it so that they can fit enough stuff in there, make it fit right. But I'm definitely not complaining. It looks it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it looks beautiful. Jada, what did you think of it? I, I loved it. I love Resident Evil 4. I love the Resident Evil franchise. Like, 4 came at such a formative years for a lot of us when we were playing games. Like, it was that transition from the older Resident Evil style gameplays and we got this third person action and four just really nailed it and brought it home. The one thing I'm missing out of this trailer though is what you buying, stranger? Where's the merchant? We need to see that merchant. We need the merchant. That I he'll be the next trailer, I'm sure. That's a perfect sound up from like Total Black and then just here's the guy. Got some red things on sale for you, stranger. Yeah. Um Brian, because you are the RE4 of the uber fan i do have to ask i have not played the original yet Play do, you, do you think i should before this or just go in cold oh man uh well you got a year i'd say play yeah. it yeah. Okay. and you'll appreciate it i think it still holds up uh mm-hmm. it's obviously it's got that pop and shot gameplay you are not running and gunning yeah um you stop and shoot and so that takes a minute to calibrate to but once you do you realize the entire game design around that now whether or not that will make it into the remake that's one of my interesting questions. Mm. I, it, you know, like that's having a lot more dynamic gameplay was added to two and three. And so we'll see what happens here. But I'm all for it. Um, we, did we also got to mention of some VR content coming to it. Yeah. Which is interesting because they remade the game entirely for Oculus. And now they're remaking the game entirely again for PS5 and making a VR port or, or sorts of what it. the sort of cart and horse of that is yeah because what could that have been sort of a dry run to be like which parts of this work in vr and which 100 percent. Yeah, i think that's exactly totally. what they were doing it was a test run to, to see like what works in vr what doesn't and i think it's going to be kind of like how we got resident evil uh seven. six right seven, seven. right seven yeah. Yeah. yeah where seven had a vr version of it and i think this is going to be kind of mm-hmm. the same thing yeah I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot easier to take a first person game and, and dump that in vr than a, yes. a third oh, for person sure. that's kind of like a very odd science experiment but yeah, it, they Very have exciting. that blueprint, but it will be interesting because I assume this will be third person, yeah. like the other remakes, like the original was. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what they do. This that, one, of my, one of my favorite video game announcements of all time. I am so happy right it now. It was so great. Yeah, that was a phenomenal way that started off the state of play. And we'll get into what followed after that. Uh, we're just going to celebrate Brian. <laughs> show. Um, but we will get to you know all the other VR stuff that came after that. I do want to talk about some of the other heavy hitters that came throughout the Ooh, show, shall, good work. shall we say. Good I, work. I stole that from the state of play. Uh, <laughs> Street Fighter Six got a full trailer. No longer do we have 
Also, we got a new logo. First of all, yeah. we, got yeah. we got a new yeah. logo. Yes. Jada, what, what did you think of this reveal? Oh my god, it's everything I wanted to see in a Street Fighter Six trailer. Like the combat looks so so fun. It looks fast. It's fluid. I love that they're going back to this kind of like graffiti art, watercolor type of effects on the fights. Mm -hmm. It looks like they're bringing back some form of the focus attacks from Street Fighter Four. So it looks like they're really listening to the fans who really loved Four and had some misgivings about Five. I just hope that they really have learned from Five, where there wasn't enough content. At launch yeah um and they're making right. up for that and i think that's part of why they're doing this kind of like we saw uh we saw luke exploring and climbing ladders and walking around yeah that like was, it was so you said you yeah. wanted to see fighting and i said i wanted to see the street which was a joke <laughs> but here we, we go this. yeah they're putting the street back in street fighter you actually have to go down the street <laughs> to do the fight. It doesn't like, look, what? it's not like open world or anything like that, but it does have this, these sort of like uh, final fight, beat em up, almost yeah. Streets of Rage type yeah. areas, which I'm really into. That's Capcom's roots when yes. it comes to the, you know, side scrolling, fighting games, Metro City, all that fun stuff. Like, it's so cool to see that brought into this franchise here. Cause I'm bad at, at, at beating people up in Street Fighter, mm. professionally, competitively, terrible. Real life. Real life. You're amazing. Yeah. But just getting to run around this world, doing single player stuff, beating people up, that sounds so cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it's, it's kind of brilliant. I'm going to call it out for what it is. It's like very clearly going to be kind of a games as a service type of thing. Like this is the hub world. This is going to be trying to, you know, if they're concerned about there not being enough content at launch, I think treating it as like, this is a place to hang out. Like right. this isn't just a lobby where you're waiting for a fight to start. Like you're going to be running around and doing stuff. I wonder if we're going to see like character customization a bunch, but like that is a really kind of good way of, of looping in more casual players is to have maybe not even just, you know, conventional campaigns, you know, single player stuff, but having like, you know, having a city to run around and explore. Tri trimmings around. It is yeah. so, yeah. it is, it's, I'm so glad we're moving past this, like stare at a menu screen while you're waiting to get into a match in a lobby. Let me walk around. Let me change my customization. Let me yep. like, if I'm like, if I see somebody else like, hey, let's go into a training mode and let's spar for a bit. Let's hit yep. the lab. Mm -hmm. You know, another game that handled that really well, along with splashing paint around everywhere, was Splatoon. And yeah, like, yeah. that's kind of that hub world of like, oh, you can go over here and customize. You can talk to the DJs. You can hang out. Like. I was like, how are you going to tie this back to Resident Evil? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you're totally right. And I think it is, Jada. You're, you're, I think you're totally on the money in terms of like that is the thing that breaks down barriers for people who are scared by fighting games, like me, because I go into a match and I'm like, I don't know the combos. I'm done. Goodbye. And Jonathan, I'm sorry about that one time that I perfect, you know, two rounds in a row. I <laughs> I couldn't. I I was. In you the... knew going in, I wasn't good, and yet you still did it anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the you know that's the double edged sort of, of fighting games. Yeah. Is like there is an incredibly hardcore community surrounding them who are really really good, and they beat the crap out of us. Yes. Like mm -hmm. I mean, I want to go in there and mess around, and like you know the the issue is finding matchmaking and and having that sort of push me pull you of like making it challenging enough to keep people hooked without just completely scaring them off. So they like, should let us use double edged swords to fight those. I guys. just want to run around. <laughs> The streets. I don't want to fight. Can I fight people with cardboard boxes on their heads? Apparently, I can. Yeah, so yeah. it's so pretty too. Like yeah. It's it's a really beautiful city. We're seeing we're we're seeing life and like day and night of it. We're we're getting a whole sense of this as a a world. And I think Max, to your point of like whether this may be on the PlayStation blog now as we're saying this. Yep. So if any of our producers catch that, please let us know. But yeah, I could see this totally being the basis for a games as a service because they want to add like Jada, as you were saying, they were light at launch for Street Fighter Five, but they supported that. They supported four for years after. Mm -hmm. Yes, and they're probably going to do the same here. And you know, credit where credits due. When we first saw the Street Fighter Six reveal, the the logo was bad. We just saw some packs it, it seemed very muted you know mm -hmm. no problem with packs show them all you want but like it, it was muted and this is this brought all the vibrant energy all like that fun craziness that i associate with street fighter as a franchise and uh, kudos to capcom for 
for bringing that here yeah. today. No, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely one of the highlights. Uh, there was one other big one. We're running short a little bit of time before we have to go to a break, so I'm just going to briefly mention it. We can maybe talk about it after the break, though. But uh, Final Fantasy 16 also closed the show. Yes. Uh, to talk about heavy hitters from beginning to end, we're, I think, going to maybe get a little deeper into it. We did get a summer 2023 release window for it. Obviously, those things can change. Uh, there was also a very nice message from Yoshida, I believe, the producer, kind of talking about how we hope this can be an escape for people who are really passionate about this one. Um, one thing I do want to briefly touch on, and we'll dive in deeper later, but Max, you were sort of saying it's weird to have a new Final Fantasy because yeah. 15 was. No, so we've gotten ago. we've gotten like we had 15, which was announced I think when I was in high school, and as we, versus we, we knew those characters <laughs> for a while, and then we had three Lightning games, so yep. we kind of got used to seeing her, and there was 14, which has been getting stuff added to it for however long, and then uh, they remade seven. So like for them to cut card out a completely, new, I mean, even uh, what was the, the 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 hack and slash that just came out, the the one oh, Stranger of Paradise, right? Yeah, even yeah. that is like going back to Final Fantasy one characters. So like. Yeah. It's kind of weird for them to cart out like new people entirely and just be like, who are who are you? What? I guess <laughs> I have to play the game to find out. You know? Yeah. And it was an absolutely gorgeous look at the game. It, it was a pretty lengthy one as well. I think we saw a lot of the the summons, I guess the usual Final Fantasy summons mm -hmm. that you expect, the the sort of gods of the universe. Uh, but it it was packed, uh, Jaded, before we have to yeah. you know, jump off. How did you feel about the summer? Oh, the, the, the summer date? Yeah. I think it's summer. perfect. I think Final Fantasy is a perfect game for the summer when there's you know normally not a lot of games look at us right now there's not a lot that's new coming out that we're waiting to play right. like how great would it be to have a final fantasy today to play during our summer mm -hmm. drought so i think they're really smart and getting ready for 2023 mm -hmm. and they're gonna the weather's hot everyone's at the beach let's stay inside and play a 400 hour rpg yes that <laughs> sounds yes. like every summer i had as a kid yeah. anyway we need to take a quick break but don't go anywhere. We've got plenty more to break down, recap, and updog from the PlayStation State of Play. IGN Summer of Gaming Podcast Beyond will continue right after this. Wait, what's updog? I put that in there. I am so late. And we're back talking all things PlayStation State of Play right here on IGN Summer of Gaming. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, earlier today, we asked our audience which games they were most excited to see and laid out some predictions of our own about which titles we would see today. Uh, let's take a look at how we all did. This is the Called It Recap, sponsored by Metro by T-Mobile. Play more than before on the go with unlimited 5G, switch to Metro, and save. Just $40, period. So uh, we, we did pretty well, I've got to say. Yeah, uh, was... our, our audience did as well, but, yeah. uh, you know. Overall, I'm pretty happy with our predictions. I mean, I screamed about Resident Evil 4 and it showed up, so I, I don't really even know what else to say. That's amazing. I'm not, I'm not even taking credit for that. I'm just happy. No, Is that a lesson you're trying to, you want to pass on to our, our, our listeners that they need to just scream outside yeah, for the no. game they want? I mean, that could have been piece? like, maybe that was my one wish for my, for my whole life and I, I used it there. And you know what? I don't have any regrets about that. Mm. Uh, Money would have been good, but I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Max, how are you feeling about uh, predictions-wise from, from pre-show? Obviously, Avatar. Good. My I mean, Avatar didn't show up, but it's okay. I'm used to waiting for Avatar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got I mean, to look at Stray, which is, you know, I was really hoping yep. to see more of. And I, at the same time, I also don't want to see more of it because I want to play it. Yeah. Mm. It's and one of those ones where I kind of was just like, mm, you know. We like, got a release away. date, too. We yeah, did. Yeah, is, we'll, we'll talk about July? Yeah, July 19th, yeah. I believe, and we'll, we'll talk so about So one of your cat later. wishes came through. Yeah, came I really just want more cat, cat <laughs> more games, cats. apparently. Yeah. Um, Jada, you, of course, uh, you you were pretty much on the money. <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy 16 and Street Fighter yeah. 6. I got, I got like, I, I, was, I wanted to cry, but my makeup would have run, and I didn't have enough time <laughs> to fix it. So I held it in. 
and I'm just so excited to play both of these games when they when they start to release. Like if you got two wishes, then I can still use my other one for money, and you'll all get a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, of course, the one that our audience uh, most hoped to see at the show was Horizon Call of the Mountain, mm-hmm. uh, and we did. We got a pretty lengthy showcase of it. This is, uh, you know, a first-party PSVR 2 title. Uh, it's coming from Fire Sprite Games, one of the uh, PlayStation's most recent recent acquisitions, as well as uh, Gorilla themselves. They're working kind of collaborations. We saw, you know, a couple minutes of gameplay at this point. It's first person. We saw a bit of climbing, some, you know, the things you would expect to do in Horizon, but in first person climbing. Uh, I think for me, the biggest surprise, though, was the dinosaur robot combat. Mm-hmm. And I know people don't love dinosaur robot, but robot combat. Right. I was not I, expecting that. Like, I specifically did not call that. Yeah. I called the exact opposite. This clearly has much more uh, action-oriented combat than I was expecting, which leads me to believe that it is a, you know, sizable chunk of a game. I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to be sort of on the same scale as... I don't know, like a, a older campaign game you'd see where, you know, six to eight hour long. I mean, maybe that's overpromising, but like mm-hmm. on the bright side, they already built this world. Like yeah. They've got a couple of these, you know, environments under their belt. And I guess kind of redoing the scale and putting VR in there is, is a pretty cool way to go about it. But yeah, the combat looks, looks kind of awesome. You know, it looks mm-hmm. like a very different experience from what we're used to. Uh, it's got, you know, obviously some kind of motion gimmickry to it, but like mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing necessarily. Uh, and it's... I noticed there was kind of a lot of that sort of slowdown, which I think will be pretty cool because, you know, obviously like those, the conventional Horizon games, they, they push back pretty hard. They'll, you know, they'll yeah. beat the crap out of you. But like in this case, I think making it, you know, a little more cinematic, a little more stylized, giving you kind of a, you know, a second to pop off an arrow and, you know, shoot one of those guys in the head. Yeah, and yeah. Horizon's always given you that ability. There's always like a perk in the perk tree where when you're jumping in the air, you can, it slows down time briefly. Yeah. So it makes sense for it to be used in the VR version mm-hmm. of this as well. Um, I'm really excited. I want to see if there's more melee combat with like your mm. with your if there's like a staff or uh, a spear or anything like that that the character gets to use on top of the bow. Um, we saw there was uh, climbing axes like Tomb Raider style yeah. for climbing. Uh, there's just there's so much that was in this trailer that like, I I got to rewatch it a couple more times to yeah. really dial in on everything that we're gonna get. What kind of caught me off guard is that you saw like the sort of jungle areas, swamp areas, but there's also you saw some of like the snowy ice mountains too. Yeah. So it makes me think that like a lot of the diverse locations that you see in those games are gonna make it here. All in all, I do feel like this is going to be like a more guided experience than your traditional open world game. For but sure. that doesn't mean it's going to be limited. And yeah. I actually really liked the way they're shoehorning that into here to sort of be like, hey, you're on a boat right now and this is walking by you. Oh, you can attack this over here. Oh, you can climb this over here. Like, it seems like it's going to be a really awesome game to just experience straight through, even yeah. if it is a little more, you know, straight line than the typical Horizon game. Well, it reminds me, Max, to your point of like, probably this being a, a somewhat larger experience. This to me feels very like blood and truthy, but we're mm. getting it, you know, early on in the yeah, life of the no, that, And that game was that game was fun as hell. Like, yeah. was such, and you know, they clearly had to build that from the ground up, but like Gorilla's got, they've got this world out there. And I yeah. think like putting a more, not on rails necessarily, but a more linear experience within that world is a really smart way to kind of repurpose what they've already made. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's also anybody who's, who looks at this and goes, this doesn't look that impressive. You probably haven't done a lot of VR because it always <laughs> is like so much more, like doing the most ordinary stuff in VR is, you know, it'll make you, want to throw up in a good way you know? opening a door yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that zipline stuff and the climbing like that's going to be nerve-wracking i yeah. remember playing batman vr and just holding like a clipboard and turning it oh, for 10 yeah. minutes mm-hmm. like just little mundane things like that and it's also like psvr 2 is going to be so powerful and Horizon's one of the best looking games ever made. So putting those things together is it's such a smart way to launch this hardware. Yeah, it, it looks really exciting. There's a lot of great combat options there and, and things that we'll be able to do. 
but I, I hope, you know, it, it feels like Horizon. We're not playing as Aloy, but we're going to be able to get to see some more things about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, Metro by T-Mobile wants to invite you to play more than before on the go with unlimited 5G. They're helping us announce our predictions throughout the summer so you can stay connected to all the latest summer of gaming news. So switch to Metro and save. Just $40, period. Remember to stay tuned to IG and social channels to make your voice heard and help us predict the next big announcement. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Smith. Uh, anyway, I think we're going to uh, throw to a little bit of a break, but we have so much more to talk about right after this. Please stay tuned. Uh, thank you all so much for continuing to be here with me to talk about such a huge state of play. We really got so much to talk about. Uh, I do want to mention, you know, we talked about Horizon Called the Mountain, but the, the sort of PSVR 2 landscape was shown to us a little bit. Uh, we also saw that Resident Evil 8, this was my prediction for DLC, wasn't quite on the money, but we did learn that it will get VR support. 
yep. uh, in the future, which is... You did say you wanted to see more of the tall lady. And, and we will. You'll get to do that now. We really will. The internet is going to be a strange place after that comes out. You're going to have to look straight up to, in <laughs> oh, order yeah. to like see her in, in shot. Mm -hmm. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a weird one. Uh, but yeah, we also learned about that in addition to uh, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. I believe it's Chapter 2, colon Retribution is mm -hmm. the full name of it. Uh, that's actually coming to PSVR 1 and PSVR 2. So that one did have a 2022 date on it. I probably am going to guess that's VR 1. Uh, we learned about that. Horizon Call of the Mountain. Uh, no Man's Sky is coming to PSVR 2. It's available on PSVR 1 as well. Uh, and I think that is all of the VR games, unless I'm forgetting any. But I think those were all the main heavy hitters there. Um, how are we feeling about the showing for VR2 here? Brian, do you, uh, yeah, it's it's shaping up. I mean, and it's it's one of those things where I like before the show, I was kind of like, I don't know if it'll find an audience. I don't know who will buy it. And then they're like, Resident Evil 4, remake VR. And I'm like, I will buy it. <laughs> that's all it That sold you pretty much, yeah. Yeah, was... I mean, with VR, it's like you, you want a couple of killer apps. We're, we have to learn more about it. We need to know price, release date, uh, potential connectivity with PC and stuff like that. But for now, they're building up awareness for it and they're showing you some really cool stuff you'll be able to do with it. That's yeah. a good way to start. Yeah, it, it's a solid first showing. One of the ones I do want to talk about uh, a little bit later, but Max, how did, you, how did you feel about this overall first showing of PSVR 2? I mean, it's it's weird because we still don't really have much to go on in the actual device itself. You know, it, it does kind of feel like they're, you know, putting the cart before the horse a little bit, but it, it's, it's also good because if you build it, they will come. Like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of, it's reassuring to know that there will be games at launch because I know one of the big disappointments from experience with the PSVR 2 was having this thing and not really having enough stuff to play on it. Uh, and there is, you know, there is like a pretty decent kind of library there of, of PSVR 1 games. Uh, and hopefully those are those are compatible. But, you know, it's it's kind of reassuring to be like, hey, you want to you want to meet that very tall lady in VR? Well, great news. Buckle up. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, speaking to that, I think the backward compatibility question is the one that we probably get the most on the show. People ask, you know, right in to ask us. That is that is the strange one. And I guess the No Man's Sky announcement here worried me a little. Maybe it is just a better version that you'll get for right. free if you own it. But, Jan, how are you feeling, I guess, on the prospect of backward compatibility after that reveal? <sighs> that's, you know, that's the, the million-dollar question when it comes to any time you have a piece of technology and you get a new version, like... Is my old stuff going to work with my new stuff? Mm -hmm. Like, do what do I need to rebuy? What is just do I have to chuck out the window? Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're like to throw it out the window. That's a little bit aggressive. <laughs> That's I only what you have, do when you're done with technology. I only have yeah. so much space in my house, Max. I live in San Francisco. Do you not have doors? Like, just <laughs> <laughs> Jada's neighbors are constantly getting hit with discs and controllers. <laughs> you know what? I just I look at it as one person's trash is another person's treasure. That's they right. get free stuff. Um, but no, I think that it's going to be. I, I I'm very excited at the the prospect of PSVR two and getting upgraded versions. I'm hoping that they do follow, um, as you were saying, and giving us just kind of free updates to that newer version. Um, or if they're going to charge, they, hopefully they follow that $10 upgrade path that they did in the past. Because mm -hmm. some of these PSVR games have been out for a while, so I can understand with all the extra work that the developers had to put in to get it ready for PSVR 2, like wanting some type of compensation for that all that extra work. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, No Man's Sky, obviously, kind of on a similar level to PSVR, not the same level, but had sort of a not underwhelming launch, but like people were like, hey, this I wanted more than this. And it I think very rocky. by kind of aligning this with PSVR 2, it's kind of like, hey, like all of our stuff, like, I mean, the, the No Man's Sky that's out for PSVR 1 is like the whole, it's the whole game. It's all the stuff, right? Yeah. It's, it's not like a dumbed down version. And I think this is, if this is the next gen, you know, up res, up version, 
running in this with, and now it's got haptics or something. That's kind of cool. That's, I, that's a nice yeah. way of. I think the tone they're setting here is that PSVR 2 will be a place to play big, huge, meaty games. Yeah. And I don't think we got a ton of that with first PSVR. And I, I like that they're setting that tone here. Yeah, I do think, you know, speaking to what you were just saying and, and also Max, how earlier, that's something that you can track kind of on the episodes of Beyond. There were waves of VR. Yeah. Where it was like VR was, PSVR had a lot of great stuff for like six months in 2018. Mm -hmm. And then like three months in 2017. And then there would be lulls. I'm hoping we don't see those lulls here, but at least this is an opening salvo of things. I think this is a pretty strong lineup especially when you consider Horizon in there. I do think yes. that one's going to be really fun. Um, but that wasn't the only focus. Uh, I, I was actually surprised kind of how short PSVR 2 was as part of it. But we did get, I, I think, the best way to classify it, a lot of very cool indies. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of them are coming very soon. I want to start with uh, Stray, which is getting a release date for July 19th. We also learned that this is going to be on the PlayStation Plus Premium and Deluxe tiers pretty right. much day one. Which, which is great. It's awesome. I think that's a thing, you know, a lot of people like to talk about other subscription services and games coming day one. I think a thing that we've not known so far is if Sony would do that with third-party games. So to see that with Stray, I think, is a big deal. Well, because they told everyone we're not doing that with first-party with games. Yes. And we were like, come on, just do, do it. Just do it with something. But they didn't yeah. say they were going to do it with third-party games. So this is a nice surprise. Um, I'm, I'm subscribed to that because I, I bought that that year when everybody did when yeah. it was like a price drop so i'll get this game automatically i'm really excited for it it's it's gorgeous max you you wanted this game to be here today and you got your wish you got your cat yeah i'm also yeah. really happy to see that release date is much sooner than later mm -hmm. uh, and they i think they need to bang that uh, ps plus drum a little bit harder like yeah. i think one of the things that really got people to pay attention to game pass was that there was that logo front and center and microsoft's e3 showing so be like hey play it day one on game pass boom like Mm -hmm. And they did it for like this was, game after game after yeah. game. Yeah, and yes. like I think Sony needs to really just like keep doing that. Like in, even in this case, it felt almost like an afterthought. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I mean, I'll you know, I, I would buy this game anyway. But like if it's going to be coming to the thing that I'm already paying for, then that's that's really cool to yeah. hear. More of that, please. Like that's that's how you compete in that in that space. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Jada, what do you think of? Uh, you know, we're now just I guess a month and a half away from Stray. Are you excited uh, for this I'm very excited uh, about. There was one shot in the trailer where his eyes kind of glossed over, very yellow, and I was like, "Is this an alien cat?" <laughs> like, I mean, we're we're dealing with like robots and stuff. We don't know really what the real the full setting in as a whole is going to look like. So I'm very interested in what the storyline's going to look like for Stray. I'm very very excited for this. I just got a cat like literally a year ago, so I'm learning all of the uh, all the all the eccentricities. That is a perfect. So wait, word. wait, wait. Your yeah. cat's eyes don't just randomly turn yellow sometimes. Uh, only take, the, take oh. the cat to the vet. That's not normal. They're supposed to do that all the time. That's a very normal. The eyes cat don't go behavior. yellow. What's happening? <laughs> um, but no, yeah, this one is one that I think a lot of people have been looking forward to. We were, uh, I was talking to a few people recently, and the reveal trailer for this one did huge on IGN. Like people mm. have been so so excited for this game. So it's awesome to see we're only a few weeks away from it, and it'll be on PS Plus for everyone who, like Brian, bought that great deal to yeah. subscribe. People love cat. Um, that was a <laughs> that was a really <laughs> awesome one to see. Another one uh, that I'm really excited was shown off. I believe it's coming late in September. September is Tunic. Yeah. Uh, this has been on Xbox and PC earlier this year, uh, but we're already going to be getting it on PlayStation later this year. I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. Have any of you played Tunic? Yeah, I played a bunch of it. Um, yeah. It's If you're waiting for like a Zelda game to come to PlayStation, this is your chance. Uh, this is pretty much isometric, top-down Zelda. It's got like the weird obtuseness of like some of my uh, more preferred Zeldas, like Link's Awakening and stuff like that. A little bit of Majora's Mask, which I dig. Um, it's, it's more obtuse than... I would say your traditional Zelda game, like there's a lot of puzzle solving. There's a lot of like, you learn a language throughout this game, piecing together artifacts of uh, like scanned video game manual from the 80s. <laughs> so it's really clever. It's got a lot of charm to it. 
Um, I haven't finished it yet, but uh, I'm glad that PlayStation players get to play this game. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, I think it's super smart to the cadence with which they're releasing this because like a lot of people were speaking very high of it on, on Xbox and mm-hmm. I can see it uh, you know, getting thrown in some Game of the Year conversations by it having kind of a yeah. resurgence of players on PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, Jada, you were saying you've played a little bit? Yeah, you literally took the words out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> this game is amazing. I played through it completely on the Xbox. I'm excited to play through it again on PlayStation and get those trophies. Um, and like the like Brian was saying, the instruction manuals are so just like very... not convoluted but very complex and you have to really like decipher them what the each thing means like it's you'll get one page and it'll have like 12 different objects and like just question marks next Mm -hmm. one like go figure it out it's it's very much that uh go and just play and try things out there's so many hidden paths in the game too like i can't tell you how many times i where i like i died and then i get through the part and i find a shortcut back to like the beginning of the of the world i'm just like Oh, so if I would, I could have just you get skipped. those aha moments. Yeah, yeah. I could have just skipped all of this and gotten mm-hmm. to That's the. That's awesome. So it's oh, play tunic when it comes out. Sounds yeah. like the perfect game to use an IGM guide for. Go, go to IG. I drop a link on the screen. Please. <laughs> anyway, in addition to I thought we would have it ready. Uh, in addition to that, some of the other uh, indies that I was really excited to see uh, was a brand new one I do want to touch on, which was called. Roller Dome. That's from Roll7, who, if you haven't played Ali Ali World, go play it. It is one of the best games this year. Uh, but Ali Ali World came out earlier this year. Roll7 is a great studio. They've done a lot of awesome stuff. Uh, this was, I guess, the best way to describe it as we were during the show was Roller Derby with guns. Yeah, yeah. and Sable's art style almost. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's got a little Tony Hawk, little Jet Set Radio, a little yeah. bit of Vanquish with like the just mm-hmm. the maneuvering around people. like. Well, I love that, like, I mean, we, we saw this and I was like, oh, is, is Sable coming to PlayStation? And we're like, wait, that didn't have roller skates that I recall. <laughs> um, and it's, I, I just, I love this kind of retro, this retro vibe. I also think it's hilarious how, like, Ubisoft came out with roller champions. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's, you know, super glossy and finished. And they're like, yeah, but what if it had less graphics and more guns? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this reminds me, this is a deep cut. This reminds me so much of the music video for Justice's New Lands, which is like this weird okay, yeah. kind All of right. 70s, like, roller, which is obviously reminiscent of Rollerball. But, like, mm-hmm. this is, I'm very into this. I love the look of it. And, you know, um, Roll7 has some experience with rolling things and skateboards yeah that's true i want to see them do roller skates so they know how wheels work yeah Yeah. i for for those who maybe haven't played ollie ollie world before or any of uh roll seven's other games they're really great at very like in the moment i guess like crunchy gameplay like it's very much about the button presses and the feel of those button presses as you're doing every move yeah Uh, like in in the older ollie ollie games you need to click a button just to land properly like they Mm -hmm. are really all about that so i would not be shocked if roller drome not dome excuse me uh does have some really like finessing to it for the the moveset that you're able to pull off Um, this one also coming in august which is like i think you know we we've all been talking a little bit about how it's a little bit of a quieter year right now we're wondering when things are going to land we're sort of getting this nice cadence of these indies of like uh roller roller drone will be in august we're getting stray in july tunic in september this is like a nice comfortable rollout i think i could also use some smaller games after you know, Elden Ring. Like I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't. Re- I'm not really, you know, champing at the bit for like another huge open world game. I'm sure I'll play three of them, but like, you know, it's going to be cool to see some smaller, some smaller stuff come along. Yeah, yeah, totally. This is, um, yeah, especially with that and Horizon back to back, and then other big games coming out right around that. I've, I've done a lot of open worlds. I like shorter games now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, another indie that I do want to touch on uh, was, of course, Season, which we saw again. Mm. Uh, that's one that we've talked about before uh, from State of Plays and things like that. Uh, we got a season for season. It is coming autumn 2022. I appreciate they did autumn and not fall. Yeah. 
That's my big note. Oh, yeah. I mean, fall could have worked if they fell off the bike at any part during the trailer. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that they didn't fall off the trailer, off the off their bike in the trailer. <laughs> and you fall in season. <laughs> fall in season can be a top SEO trending term. <laughs> we 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 can figure out if you do actually fall. But uh, no, Brian, I know you were saying during the show you were really struck by the look of this. One. Yeah, it's just really really beautiful. I appreciate the atmosphere here, like just taking in everything here. I have like. Immediately, I'm kind of like, I didn't know you could ride your bike on a lot of these surfaces, like tall grass, but sure, you can talk to a cow. So we'll, you know, not to get in the weeds like he just did. But this is a beautiful game. And that's what we were looking for, right? Like, yeah. this is why we bought a PS5. We bought these next gen consoles because we want these big, beautiful, original, gorgeous looking games. And this is this is exactly delivering on that for me. This is hyper stylish and I want to know more about it and I cannot wait to play it. Yeah, it, it looks really engaging. Uh, Jada, what do you think about this? I, I love it. I love all the different actions. I love that we're getting another photographer as a character in games. There's like, what, five or six of them that are like very well known. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of indie characters that are photographers, but this is another one that looks great. Um, there's also like audio recording. I want to know what that's, that process is going to look like and what that is, what, what's the point of it? Like, um, in a good way. Like, I want to know what we're going to, like, what this game is going to entail. Like, I, it's such a enigma right now mm-hmm. and uh i want to know more yeah and luckily we're only a few months away from that max what do you think of this one I think it's gorgeous um it's one of those kind of make or break thing for me is, is i think how how much the world sucks me in and how i i'm my biggest fear is that everyone's too chatty because mm. like when there's mm. this big beautiful world to go explore if you just have to go talk to npcs and they're like i don't know i don't know go check this thing i'll be like shut up <laughs> look at the clouds and go wander around um, but yeah, no, it's, it looks it looks great. I'm glad. What it's if you can ring your bike bell until they shut up? Oh, it'll come through the speaker. That would you that can, would make the game for yeah, me. You can feel the ring of the bell through the haptics on the PS5. Yeah, it'll oh God, really what make what you feel like, like bike brakes. <laughs> Ooh, that would be right. That would you be really cool. Wow, a bike pedaling with haptics like Pokemon cards and the spokes. We definitely need a biking simulator for PS5 now. Yeah, that's perfect. No, but yeah, I I think you're totally right, and I hope based on what we saw in that trailer, it's one that we saw big wide shots of the environment. Like that's what I want to get lost in, not yeah. walking to person, giving them an item, walking to another person, yeah. giving mm-hmm. them an item. So hopefully it is, it is only a few months away. Technically autumn is in a few months. So hopefully it comes out then we'll get to know. Um, before we jump to any other games, I do want to circle back cause we, we didn't get to fully jump into it, but uh, I think Final Fantasy 16 is worth taking a little more time out to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, one of the, the striking things, Jada, you had said as we were watching was that there was, it looked like there were duels based on the health bars on screen. Like it was an interesting... Yeah, it looked like anytime you're fighting with one of the summons or idolins or however, whatever they're calling them, the dominance, I think they, I saw, I heard the word come yeah. out in the trailer. Um, it, you saw like kind of a fighting game health bar kind of versus up in the top right part of the screen. Um, and I mean, seeing boss health bars in game is not a new thing, but I thought it was a really cool kind of dynamic where it really pits you up against this god that you're going to be fighting. It's mano and mano yeah. that you're going to be going toe-to-toe with them. Um, and the gameplay looks spectacular. The gameplay, it reminded me a lot of Metal Gear Revengeance. It was so fast, so snappy, bright, uh, like effects and big numbers popping up on the screen. So like, I'm all for Final Fantasy 16 mm-hmm. after that trailer. Yeah. Max, what yeah, I mean, it's it's. I'm excited because, like I said earlier, it's like it feels like a very new and unknown quantity. Like yeah. for a long time, Final Fantasy games had a pretty. It was kind of a known quantity what the what the battle system would be like. Like what I mean, would be you know nuanced changes, but for the most part, it was you know turn based experience, and you know you manage your party members and items and spells and attacks and all that. And like this in this case, it's like it's kind of doing a lot, and I I hope it's doing it right. 
Uh, I know that FF15's kind of approach was sort of divisive on that front, but like mm -hmm. I, it, it clicked with me and then kind of uh, reinforced by FF7's. And like, I, I don't know what this is going to be like, but I'm, I, I guess it's just, it's, again, like we see a lot of familiar franchises get carted out and we're like, oh, it's more of the same. Oh, it's <laughs> Far Cry 11 or whatever. Yep. But it like, it's, I'm excited to see what they're doing here. Like, and I'm yeah. hoping that they're taking some risks and trying some new things while, you know, still keeping you know, the spirit of what, you know, people people like about Final Fantasy games. Well, yeah. and it's, it's certainly not like it's never been a aesthetic for the franchise, but the, the sort of leaning into the mid medieval fantasy here feels fresh after a lot of the more, like, mm -hmm. cybernetic or cyberpunk or, or things of that nature mm -hmm. that we've gotten from a lot of... Yeah, I mean, I, like, I fought the last boss for FF15 wearing, like, a snowboarding jacket. I'm like, this is not really <laughs> Final mm -hmm. Fantasy, but all right. I was all suited up for the... As soon as I got the suits, I was just suited up the whole game. That's perfect. But, no, yeah, I think this one has so much potential. And we're coming off a pretty good streak for Final Fantasy, like, especially remake the resurgence and just the love for 14 so much that they had to delist it from being sold because too many people were playing. Mm -hmm. right. um, this is It's a very good moment for the end, especially having the producer from 14 on. Um, I know, Jada, I think you've played a little bit of 14. Yeah, yeah. I've played through most of the expansions. I still got to do Endwalker. Um, but yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. There's a lot of uh, summons that are very... Um, very similar to uh, look-wise to what we got in 14. Garuda specifically looks very similar. Um... Ifrit looked pretty similar, but also different. Like that's the thing I love about Final Fantasy is they they constantly reinvent these summons where they're still the same looking in uh, their you know at their core, but they have these new little flares added to them, and it, this flare just kind of like really sets them apart from other versions. So you know. Some people like Ramu in 14, but some people may like Ramu in 7, even though it was mm -hmm. super old and outdated. Well, if you, I mean, you can count re Remake, and he looks great in that. So. We got a we got a, a Marlboro in the, the first reveal, didn't we? Yes, Marlboro, yep, yep, got one of those enemies, those big old big, bad breath. Flavor enemies. country, I love it. <laughs> um, no, I, I really adore this trailer. I, I will admit, I I was I think I've told the story on Beyond before, but I was not allowed to play Final Fantasy as a kid because they said the word hell in one, and <gasps> I was told I couldn't play anymore. Oh and there's a character goodness. named after cigarettes. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway. Yeah, so cactus did weird things with his arms. <laughs> I want to see that cactus. Let's not talk about the cactus. I, I want mogs. I want moogles. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. But I, so I came to Final Fantasy very late. And it's really only been the last couple of years where like 7 Remake really grabbed me. I've loved what I've played at 14. I'm finally starting to go back to some of the older ones. And I, like this is now 16 as a, oh, this could be such a massive game for me. So yep. I'm... I'm very hopeful for it. I, again, summer 2023, so we're waiting a little bit. I imagine they're going to go quiet for a bit. We've got Forspoken from Square Enix this fall, which we didn't get in the state of play, which I thought was interesting. You know, it's like we are enthusiast press, as, as we call ourselves, right? We, we say every year that next year is going to be huge. Next year is going to be huge. It's like, going to be, yeah. this is, I think we're finally reaching that point right now. By next year, you'll be able to get next-gen consoles hopefully readily available, and there'll be a massive library. There's a bunch of new games. A lot of the stuff today was 2023. That was pretty yeah, surprising. But a lot of it looks really, really exciting. But we will need to take a very quick break. But we've got so much more to discuss from Sony State of Play when we return. So stick around because we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Let's keep talking about all things PlayStation because there's always lots to discuss. So let's get back to it and discuss the rest of what came from this state of play. 
discussion. Yes. <laughs> uh, the uh, one I want to start off with uh, before we get to some stuff we also didn't see, I think is a big discussion worth having. But uh, one big one, third-party game, <clears throat> excuse me, is Callisto Protocol. Mm -hmm. uh, this is from the original creator of Dead Space. It looks very much like a Dead Space game, just not called Dead Space. Uh, amusingly, was part of the PUBG universe, isn't any longer. Uh, we know this is coming December 2nd this year. Yeah. The spooky season, December. Mm -hmm. Scariest time of the year if you're, you know, trying to buy Christmas presents. Yeah, it's a way to tell them. I mean, Krampus. Krampus is scary. Krampus um, is this, this game looks uh, way more sort of further along than I thought it would be. I feel yeah. like we went from seeing like glimpses of it to like little animatics and like little teasers and stuff like that to suddenly like, here's the game. Like it's, it's almost done. We've got a release date. I'm super excited for this. I'm also really happy that this is happening concurrently with the Dead Space remake because yeah. I feel like everyone's going to be kind of satisfied here. I mean, we, we talk about video games for a living, so we'll probably, no one will be satisfied. No one will ever be satisfied. this is all very exciting stuff if you're a survival horror fan, if you love third-person action horror games. Big day for that stuff today. But oh, yeah, yeah, this game looks awesome. I love it. It's super moody, crazy violent, which yep. is amazing, super gory. That's what I want in my horror. Um, so yeah, bring it on. I can't wait for this. Max, what did you think of this one? This, I mean, this looks amazing. I, again, the, the big kind of elephant in the room, the big necromorph in the room is, is the fact that we're also getting a big, gorgeous Dead Space remake. And mm -hmm. it's I feel bad for both studios because they're going to be compared to each other so relentlessly. And it's like, this is this is completely unabashedly, you know, touching on Dead Space stuff. Oh, yeah. the, the reveal trailer was like packed with Easter eggs that were just like nods. Like, hey, remember that? Remember that? Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be really kind of cool to see how they compare to each other. And uh I don't know. Competition is good in this sense, and more mm -hmm. and more horror games are are fun. Yeah, unless, I, unless you're a coward, in which case I'm sorry. They're probably not fun. Uh, but no, I think between the two, of these are like I think the Callisto Protocol. They want that to be a series. They probably want to do more remakes after Dead Space. I think what each can learn from each other is going to be really interesting. Whenever we inevitably, mm -hmm. hopefully, get sequels for both. Uh, Jada, what do you think of this one? Uh, I've been hyped for Callisto Protocol. Dead Space has been for it has my personal vote for like the spookiest game in space. So if there's another one out there, like. Please tweet at me. <laughs> Let me know. Um, Super I Mario play. Galaxy. Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Terrifying. Falling into space and just like endlessly falling forever. Mm -hmm. Being that a bee. That would be. You walk a on a huge Yoshi's head. Oh, that's that's just. Me. I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> the Callisto I Protocol. The Callisto <laughs> Protocol. But yes, no, I am so excited for this. I really don't remember much from the first trailer. I remember it being in like a jail cell and yeah. then like somebody getting grabbed and yeah. like swiped away and like. I don't remember much else from that first little teaser. And so, like, to get so much here, like you were saying, Brian, it's just, yeah. it's mind-blowing and how far along this game has come, and I cannot wait. Yeah, I want to watch this trailer a couple more times because it's I, just to, I, on my own time. I don't have to make We can, no, we can just, just stay just, in silence that's, mm -hmm. and watch the footage. Can we uh, just want to hang out for a few hours? You know, we can watch Resident Evil 4 it. and this on loop. <laughs> um, loop no, it's, it's awesome. Good day for horror. Can't um, wait. In addition to this one, uh, br briefly worth mentioning from the third-party side as well, one I, I am interested in, uh, called Eternites, which mm. seems to combine third-person action anime games and dating sims. Finally. Uh, I did not know what this was going to be during the show. We were like, is this a Shin Megami Tensei game? What's going on here? Uh, and then, yeah, it is a cool anime dating action game with cybernetic attacks and things. I just love the fact that we're going to have a new meme that's going to come from this game. The, on screen during the trailer, we saw press R2 to hold hands. It's press <laughs> F to play, pay respects all over again. I cannot wait to see what the community, the gaming community at large does with this 
moment from the game. Like, it, it's perfectly suited for that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we get to learn a little more. But uh, that was a quick one shown in there. Uh, last one I do want to mention, of course, is Spider-Man Remastered was announced from PC. Uh, Which, we didn't... Yeah, we, we heard about that there was like a rumor of Returnal coming to PC. Yeah, so I thought that cool. would be here today. But uh, Spider-Man Remastered coming to PC is awesome. Yeah. For so many reasons. Amazing game. It's the remastered version and uh, people get to experience that and they get to mod in their characters, which is going to be amazing. Oh, yep. my goodness. Yeah. They get to mod in, hopefully, Spider-Man 2 level graphics for the entire game. Do you remember the glitch for Spider-Man <laughs> where you could play as like a, what was it, like a park bench or like a... a oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, they're going to they're gonna make that better than ever now. I think mm -hmm. someone became like a literal chunk of ice or a puddle yep. at yeah. some point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, trash cans sw swinging around. It was great. But yeah, yeah, remastered is the version that's only available on PS5 currently. You can't yeah. get it on PS4. It's, it's sort of a bundle with uh, Miles Morales as well. Uh, so it's it's the best playing version of the game. Obviously, if you haven't played Spider-Man, you have a PC, but you don't have a PlayStation, thank you for watching the show. But also, go play Spider-Man. It's just mm -hmm. such a phenomenal game. We can't wait for the sequel. Uh, but yeah, you'll get the, the Spider-Man Remastered comes with all three DLC packs as well. Uh, just really awesome. It's coming in August. So PC no, this is, this is cool. I sort of... I. It's got to be tricky for Sony because you see that there's as much of a weird backlash when they're like, hey, we're making our games on PC. And they're like, how dare you? I only wanted it for my thing. But at the same time, we're tuned in to watch stuff about PlayStation. And like on some level, I was like, well, I already have that on PlayStation. I don't care if it's on PC. And that's, you know, completely ignoring a good chunk of the audience. But yeah. again, like, where do you make that announcement? Like, where do you put that? Like, yeah. it's kind of, yeah. it almost it almost feels like they should save those announcements up and be like, do one of those rapid, like, boom, 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 boom. Here's a bunch of, you know, PlayStation exclusives that are coming to PC. But, yeah. I mean, whatever. They're putting them out there. That's, you know, if, if you think it's bad that more people are playing a fun video game, I don't think you're very fun. Also, <laughs> if, you there, if you don't like the new character model they use for uh, Peter Parker's head, change it back. Take it oh, now. that is going to be the first happen. thing you're going to do. That is going to be the I, I like new Peter for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, that's really exciting, I think, for that audience. It is one of PlayStation's most successful games ever. So to have it there on a new platform, uh, the, the thing they've been doing with these is to put them out to get people excited for the next game that they'll buy on their PlayStation, and that's, that's right. Spider-Man 2. So it's a profit job. Yes, they're in it to make money. How what? Video games are a business? <sighs> How dare believe. they? Uh, well, with that revelation aside, one revelation we didn't get was a release date for God of War Ragnarok. Not a peep about God of War. Yeah. I shaved my head and everything, yeah. and I'm a little bummed about that. You had a kid. Though, yeah, I did. So I, I do think we're going to get a dedicated showcase, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. like they've done this in the past, where they've been like, this is a hyper-focused, Thing just on one game. I think we're going to get that. It's going to really sell it. It's going to be sort of at the finish line of when this game is about to come out. Yeah. And I've, it, summer just started, right? It's, yeah. Or it's not even legally summer yet. No, right? not legally. No. Let's <laughs> check in with seasons. <laughs> That's coming in autumn, so that probably. Won't be. But uh, yeah, uh, no, summer is not for another three-ish weeks, so you do have okay. time. Yeah. But uh, no, this this is one I think obviously people really really wanted to hear about. But I also, like you said think it will get its own marquee state of play or showcase sort of thing. You can tell that today was so good that we're not really mad about not yeah. finding out more about I, this. I, there was yeah. enough to distract us and keep us happy. I can't think of anybody who would be upset about not getting God of War today because of all the other great games we got today. Mm -hmm. We were talking about it during the break, Brian, and you know, we're like, they're going to get, like you said, we're going to get this marquee event where it's God of War and probably PSVR too. Mm -hmm. We're going to get, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those things where it's going to fo focus on uh, either PSVR 2 and at the end it'll be like God of War. Here's the here's the final trailer release date dropping in like two months or yep. something like that. Or they'll flip it and it'll be like here is 40 minutes of God of War. And, and a little PSVR. And a little PSVR yeah. 2. Hey, it's coming out in November. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I think we're going to get one of those too. I, I'm you know, really excited. You know, it'd be nice if they if they like took a cue from like Marvel movies and had like a little little stinger at the end <sighs> where they were just you know you see Kratos and they're like more info coming in August or what like Kratos, what, Kratos, Kratos will return. return. Pretty, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty pretty like I'm pretty sure they know in advance when they're going to announce some of the stuff or talk about it more. Like yeah. I think just a little you know just. Yeah, I mean, obviously, beat, if you beat God of War Ragnarok, Sam Jackson comes out and he goes, I'm putting together a team of bald dudes. <laughs> I want to talk shit. to you about the PlayStation All-Stars project. <laughs> I would love that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Wait, that sounds That's so, so good. good. We have done an All-Stars 2 fan cast on this show like four times because yeah. this wanted to happen. Uh, I'm desperate for Everybody's making party fighters now. Exactly. They're putting it in there put Ted Lasso in one of them. <laughs> Make All-Stars 2. If Ted Lasso can fight Arya Stark, we can have Spider-Man fight Sackboy or whatever. Exactly. Mod Kratos and Aloy into Spider-Man and make him fight. <laughs> Perfect. That simple. We did it. Um, well, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> we didn't learn about God of War Ragnarok, um, but hopefully we have so much more to look forward to. Before we wrap up, just uh, sort of best-in-show thoughts. Uh, Brian, I'll start with you. Give me your surprise favorite announcement of the show. Oh, man, I can't even hmm. imagine. Resident Evil 4 remake! Yeah. Yes, I was so happy about that. I cannot wait for it. It's nice that it's a long time away. They can take their time with it. Yeah. Um, I can replay the original game about 20 more times. I'm so excited for it. Thank you for making that happen. When they said it's a third-party focus event, I didn't think big enough, and I'm I'm sorry for uh, undermining you because you did great today, PlayStation. They Brian, I want I want to slack tally every time you replay it until it launches. Oh man, <laughs> Can, does that work retroactively? Because that's going to be like one no. of those guys who's in prison for. No, I want from today that. going forward. Oh, you okay. slack me. Let's it. do it. Got it. Yes. Yeah, we can do that. We yeah, can do that. Max, what about for you? What were you most excited by? I mean, RE4, like for sure. Like, yes. I, I'm really excited to see that. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. I, and it's, it's annoying because I want to think of other stuff to be excited about. But like, that's kind of, <laughs> that's my answer. That's a mm-hmm. half-assed answer. I just copied off your paper. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Jada, what about you? RE4. No, I'm just kidding. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Street Fighter Six. No, my, my, my roots in streaming came from Street Fighter, and so I'm going to return to my streaming when Street Fighter Six launches. I cannot wait to get on the sticks and play against my viewers and followers. It's going to be so much fun um, just exploring what they have in this new game. There's so many new things. Um, you know, I'm a little, still a little hesitant about this following Luke, this new character that they just added in 5. But, you know, what they showed today, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about what we're going to get. Yeah, it, it seems like a very hopeful start after uh, the snafu of finding we could all make the Street Fighter I'm, Six logo. I'm yes. actually I'm really curious about this. I don't you know yeah. obviously like it's still too too soon to tell. And like I've always I'm always interested in Street Fighter. Like I like the characters, I like the, the setting, but I, I suck at the game. Like I'll I'll dabble and then I'll be like I'll go do something else. I'll see a squirrel outside or whatever. Like just wander off. <laughs> but like in this case, I'm I, I think it's to to see like third person climbing ladders that doesn't if you put a gun to my head like what game is this I'll be like why are you attacking me <laughs> but uh, we were we were seriously second guessing ourselves being like obviously it's Street Fighter they're like wait is it fi- are they making a new Final Fight and like it's that's that's unusual mm-hmm. yeah that's a huge flying leap for Street Fighter to take like Max, that is you, a- could, you could tell that we're both so bad at Street Fighter that we're excited about climbing ladders <laughs> <laughs> like, I've always wanted to know more about these streets I'm, I'm gonna get you guys both in the lab I can climb I... above the fight and watch it oh, no I beautiful. mean like, it's that's that's that that issue like they've got this you know billion selling franchise that yep. and if you if you change it too much it's not that thing anymore mm-hmm. you know like it's the what a Plato's ship rib or whatever like if you if you make it Third person, you made Ship tech it. Thesis. Like, what did you? Do? Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, but yeah, like it's. I, I'm. I'm. I'm interested to see it from like a. I don't know from a, a game 
enthusiast, press man, perspective, whatever. I want to see what they do here. Uh, yeah. One thing I'd be really cool to see with that third person hub world kind of thing, like if there's like cage matches, like mm. arenas, like one of the arenas is a cage and you can like literally like kind of watch it from above. So like you're seeing it in 3D, even though the fight is on a 2D oh. plane, that would be really cool for oh, like the yeah. spectator mode. That I, would be like, yeah. Didn't one of the Tekkens do that with a VR, like a VR spectator mode or something? <sighs> or like they, they framed the perspective perspective like that or something maybe i haven't oh man but that's a that's a really cool idea being able to see like a street fighter game from like <laughs> as going. a perspective that's that's really cool Captain my question me. is if you're walking down the street and you see a car can you mm -hmm. beat the crap out of that car i hope so please bring that back i hope so and i hope hagar the mayor comes out and he's like please stop doing that that's my job <laughs> if i, I lift up a trash car. can will i find a roast chicken under there <laughs> different be able to find a roast chicken under a trash can that's my problem that's for my dinner i prefer a gold oh. bar but you okay take your roast sure. chicken whatever whatever you want to eat uh now i want a new streets of rage um i i gotta say my biggest surprise now is how much max talked about street fighter i know i am impressed not well, no cats in that game expect. either it's just not, not the game i'm sure there's there's like the there's the doc side level one walks by in the background several oh, times yeah, probably yeah. Okay. i don't know don't no, i'm getting max in the lab and yeah. we're, i'm gonna, gonna train him up and he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be a this star is the abuse. Well, you're gonna star. hit me a bunch street fighter 6 is set on pandora mm -hmm. so you'll probably love that's it. right um I'm, for me my most excited i like i have to give a shout out to final fantasy 16 because i thought it was uh, you know a tremendously awesome look but for me like legitimately the horizon call of the mountain trailer really impressed me I, you're, you're, I'm laughing you're about Avatar. Okay, that's fair. Like, uh, no, no, that looked, that looked I, awesome. I, I, I was like, oh no, what did I do? What no, did I say? Great. Uh, I, um, I loved it. I thought, you know, I, I really loved Forbidden West earlier this year. I think the things it did story-wise and world-building wise were really great. And I was nervous about what a smaller first-person Horizon experience would be like. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they showed so much combat, that they showed. The, who you're playing as is not Aloy, but they're a prisoner that has been freed by one of the mm -hmm. people that we know from the first game. And like, it's built into the lore and you are doing something that seems important here. And so to see that be what is possible for VR2 has me really hopeful. Now, Jonathan, at the end of this demo, uh, we saw the main character get stepped on yes. by a giant robotic beast. Do you think that's the end of the game? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they didn't spoil it that quickly, but it very well might have been. Uh, but no, I was really, really excited about that one, and hope we learn more whenever VR two happens. Yeah, no. I, Do you I, think I, we're gonna have a backpack to pull stuff out of? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the only way. Uh, that or a belt. As long as it's the um, only thing that you can wear. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, In all seriousness, though, like this, this is a, a brilliant way of, of downloading new tech. Like it's yep. it has been proven that it, you know immersing people in like a beautiful lush jungle, giving mm -hmm. them like a bow and arrow, and then having them encounter you know ginormous like imaginary beasts. That's what made Avatar so popular. Oh, it's literally all about that. And on that note, mm -hmm. uh, that's just about going to wrap us up for this week's very special episode of Podcast Beyond. Thank you, Brian, Max, and Jada for joining along with me and for talking about Avatar so much. And thank you to all of you out there who tuned in live today. Remember that you can get brand new episodes of Beyond IGN's dedicated weekly PlayStation show on IGN, the IGN Games YouTube channel, and your favorite podcast apps. On top of that, IGN Summer of Gaming is going strong all summer long. Next Thursday, June 9th, we've got coverage of Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest, followed by IGN Summer of Gaming Expo next Friday on the 10th, and the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase next Sunday, June 12th, just to name a few. But for now, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you're doing well. Please stay safe. And as always, beyond. Beyond! Beyond! We have a happy summer of So excited. Dogs for Avatar. Please, please. Hi. Aw, licks are nice. God, it was fun to be back in the studio. Hey. 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.